What's up, everybody? And welcome back to episode 240. This is part two of today's long podcast. Uh, you know, you guys missed missed a week, so uh, I'm making it up to you tenfold. But hopefully in the uh, interim, you guys heard me on Bobby Kelly's and Bill Burr's podcast because uh, those were both actually great. We had a great time on those. But uh, here we are back. This will be out again today. So you're going to have over two hours of the Versi Effect podcast um, today. What I did not cover on part one, which I would love to talk about today, is a couple of things. We got some sports. We already did the Unacceptables, of course. We already talked about L.A., the Rose Bowl, and all that. So here we go, everybody. We got sports. We got movies. Um, I have a theory. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to get into sports first. I'm going to talk about some stuff with sports, and then we're going to talk about making a murderer. And, uh, and we'll see how long we get. All right. So you guys get a little, this is a little bonus time. This is actually, this will probably be, yeah, this will be one of the longest ones ever for like a one episode type deal. Okay. So, um, I will talk about, first I'll talk about the, some, somebody was complaining today that Ken Griffey Jr. Um, three people didn't vote Ken Griffey Jr. on the first ballot. So we got like 90-something percent of the vote, and they were like, how could that be? How could you not vote Ken Griffey Jr. in with his numbers? And I get that. I think there's a lot of people who should be absolutely first ballot, 100% first ballot Hall of Famers. Every single voter should do it, and they should go in. And the fact that it hasn't been done is ridiculous. Here's my theory of why Ken Griffey Jr., who put up such gaudy, insane numbers, is not a first, like a unanimous decision. I think, and it could only it, it could just be my theory, everybody. All right. I think because of and by the way, this has nothing to do with me being a Yankee fan. It's just a theory. I could be wrong. We'll see if I'm right. But I thought about it today, and I'm like, why would they not give it to Ken Griffey Jr. unanimously? Never got caught with steroids. You know, he did. He had a career where he got hurt a lot. He could have even been better. He missed a lot. I don't know if that gave people question marks, whether he's a first ballot, but, you know, because of the time he missed. Also, you know, he changed teams. And uh, and then with one team, he said he wasn't. He had a stretch. He just had a stretch there. He wasn't happy for a while, and he was getting hurt. I don't think that should be held against him if he put up the numbers. But I'm just trying to figure out. I'm guessing. Why wouldn't a guy like that be unanimous? And I have this theory that they might want to make, because with, with, just hear me out, with, with, I love how I'm saying just hear me out as if you guys are fighting back. With steroids being a black eye, with so much negative stuff in baseball lately, and maybe Ken Griffey Jr. being an older name now, as far as guys that retired, because he's been out of the game for a while, and some of the reasons that I just mentioned... Who is the one guy that if you had to say right now, if you had to say right now, who is the one guy that's never been a black eye for baseball, he's never even come close to having steroids or HGH around his name, he hasn't put up those insanely gaudy, flashy numbers, but he's clearly a Hall of Famer with over 3,000 hits, he's uh, won five titles, 
He's won Rookie of the Year. He's won All-Star Game MVP. He's won World Series MVP. He's done everything. He's played it right. He's been an absolute role model. That's Derek Jeter. I have a feeling, because of the way baseball is and was over these past 10 years of just an absolute black eye, a black cloud over the game, I have a feeling that they are going to make Derek Jeter the first ever but it could be Mariano Rivera because Mariano Rivera could get on the ballot one year before him. And Mariano Rivera, another guy, no HGH, never broke down, consistent, amazing. So my prediction is either Derek Jeter or Mariano Rivera, probably more Derek Jeter. Okay, Mariano Rivera might not get it because he's a reliever. Somebody might be a cunt. We know those. there's always that out there. But my theory is the the people, they're waiting for Derek Jeter to be the first ever player to get unanimous 100% first ballot Hall of Fame, unanimous decision, no short votes, just everybody all on board the same way. Give it to that guy who's never been a black eye or never been anything other than exactly what people, the, the baseball should be. And to maybe do that and to help baseball. To maybe say the reason why is, when people are questioned, why was Derek Jeter the first one? To say for all the reasons that I said. That's just a theory. I think Derek Jeter and or Mariano Rivera will be unanimous, unanimous decisions. I don't see how they can't be. I honestly don't see how they can't be. Because they're just that, they're just that good. They've never done anything wrong um, on the field. Uh, I mean, off the field. And on the field, they were fucking amazing in big, big moments. So that's my theory. People are freaking out. I sure Ken Griffey Jr. doesn't give a fuck. He's in with a big-time thing, and he should be. I actually met him when I was young. It was pretty cool to, to see that guy's career, man. That guy had, like, over 600 home runs. I mean, that guy's insane. But I just think... You know, when you got a question like everybody's saying, why did three people say not unanimous? I just think, you know, I think part of it is also stand-up guy, stand-up citizen in the game, and I think Jeter's going to get that. Not saying Griffey wasn't, but I just know there were times where Griffey missed a lot of baseball. He was unhappy with the team. There was just stuff going on. Not even that it's his fault. But you remember those things. I'm not even a fan of Seattle or the Reds, and I remember those things. So I'm sure these baseball writers do. With Jeter, it's been fucking just absolute. I mean, the guy's 3,000th hit was a home run at Yankee Stadium. I mean, it's it's a joke. Um, so that's my prediction, and that's my theory. Could be wrong, could be nuts. That's just a quick little tidbit. Now... On to the New York Giants and Tom Coughlin. Um, here's the thing. People are asking me, oh, you're going to go off. I know you love Tom Coughlin. I know you think that uh, he shouldn't leave. Here's what I think. I think when your quarterback is crying and saying it's not his fault, I think when you're starting running back, says that's the coach, he's the guy for the team, everybody respects him, the locker room listens to him. 
I think when fans are calling saying this guy won two fucking Super Bowls for us, the hardest way you could win them. All right. We went into fucking Tampa Bay, and that was the, Eli's first game. They said he, he's never won a, a game. He went in, he beat Tampa Bay. Fine, that's Tampa Bay. They weren't great. You know, we, we went in and won. Then we went into Dallas on their new stadium that year or whatever, and we beat them. Okay, I believe there was a new stadium that year. Um, well, maybe I'm wrong, but either way, we went into Dallas, and we fucking beat them. Then we go into four-degree weather in Green Bay, and we beat them. And then we play the undefeated New England Patriots, and we beat them. And then the next run, we go on the road again. I think maybe we what do we have one home game, and then we went on the road, and we ran the fucking table on the road there, and we beat the Patriots again. Um, so without Michael Strahan. Um, then fine, we missed some playoffs. Yeah, we missed the playoffs, and it's been tough. However, I look at it like this. The personnel that this guy had fucking stinks. It absolutely stinks. Okay? I don't think the GM should have been fired, and I don't think Tom Coughlin should have been fired. Am I devastated? No. Will a new voice be refreshing? I'm sure it will be. Do I think it could work out? Absolutely. You know, but... I just think everybody needed to calm the fuck down. You got $50 million coming off the cap, okay? You got $50 million coming to you for cap space right now. That means what? You could get a linebacker in there. You could get a defensive back in there that can fucking help out and shut things down. The Giants were two or three defensive improvements away from winning four or, or, or six of those fucking games that they lost with, with no time left. Their D-backs fucking stunk. It looked like the defense was in a prevent the whole fucking game. They stunk. We had to put up 40-something points. We put up 49 points against the Saints. They put up 52. That's how bad our defense was. All right, I talked about this before. This guy had nothing to work with on defense. His personnel fucking stunk. This guy had This guy's personnel fucking stunk. All right? And 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 he did the best that he could do. We almost beat the Panthers. I know almost doesn't count, but we had the Panthers. Dude, if that fucking number 21 holds on to the ball, we beat the undefeated Patriots. We came back on the Panthers, 28 unanswered points. That's what our quarterback is, is capable of But and, and our wide receiver. But you can't do it with nobody. So what I would have done is, and I think it would have been a perfect thing to do, is I would have, um, I would have given him one more year and see what they did, see what him and the GM did with this fifty million coming off. That's what I would have done. You saw where you are. Beckham is coming into his own. Beckham is the next guy as far as wide receiver. I mean, if that guy keeps his head on his shoulders, he doesn't try to kill somebody during a game. That guy is is the guy. You know, that's the next big fucking time guy that's going to score a touchdown or two a game. That's how good he is, especially now. Now going into his third year, he's already got the experience he's got. He probably learned a lot. He's got fucking better numbers than anybody to play fucking 25 or 26 games in the history of the game to start other than Randy Moss in one category. Other than that, he's got all the categories. Not to mention he missed the first four, missed the first four games of the season last year. So, I mean, you got Cruz coming back. All right, so you got Cruz on one side. You got Beckham on the other. Offensive line has shown signs of improvement. The defense fucking stinks. 
They respect the coach. They respect Coughlin. Stick with it. The Steelers would have stuck with it. You got to stick with these guys during bad fucking times and bad stretches. I don't understand why the NFL has this thing where it's like, oh, no, it's time. I could understand if they knew clearly he lost the locker room. He didn't. He didn't lose the fucking locker room. He didn't. When the quarterback is crying, when the other team is, when the, when the teammates are saying, I love you, coach, when the fucking um, running back is saying, no, man, he's the man for the job. Did, did anybody not, I mean, are the owners not seeing what happened on defense? I mean, listen, I don't give a fuck. I don't care. I'm not, I'm not opposed to, why is she calling me now again? Babe, I'm doing my podcast. I got to call you back. Bye. I swear to God, I am going to be, I am going to be like ready to jump out of a fucking plane. And they're going to be like, three, two, and it's just going to fucking be like, ding, ding, ding. Hey, babe, did you, we need some garbage, bag. We can get cat food. It's like the fucking timing. I shouldn't have said that. You know what? She's great. And I love her. And I'm taking the Tom Coffin thing on her. Listen, but you know, calling me again and now is how the fuck can people not see that the defense stunk? There was no. Absolutely no reports on ESPN, nothing that I saw, any NFL insider, nothing saying that Tom Coughlin had lost the locker room or anything like that. Tom Coughlin was a staple. Tom Coughlin is a, was a staple of the Giants. Tom Coughlin, first of all, I know he's old. He's a 69-year-old guy who's got more fucking energy than half of my friends. The guy is an absolute fucking animal. I loved his exit speech. His exit speech was phenomenal. I even loved that he shrugged the fucking owner off at the end and walked past him. You know, they didn't have the personnel to do it. Now, if we get somebody else in there, a big name guy, I'd love to see a Gruden or a Bill Cower or somebody like that. Um, but I just, you know, it's it, it could be refreshing. It could be something that works. I get that. But what's going to happen is our defensive backs have stunk for the last few years with Coughlin, and those are the years we haven't made the playoffs. We don't have defensive backs. I don't understand what's so fucking hard. Get a defensive back. He got rid of Antron Roll. Maybe he wasn't great, but at least he was a veteran who fucking knew something. I mean, he wasn't great. There were times he stunk. But at least, I mean, Prince of Mucamore is not doing that great. These other fucking guys aren't doing that great. That rookie from Alabama's got inexperience. Can we pony up some fucking money and get somebody in here? When is the last time the Giants had a defensive back that locked people up? It doesn't happen. It was always our defensive line or, or a linebacker that made the defense good, and we always had a bend, not break, you know, uh, defensive backfield. You know what? It fucking broke this year. It stunk. You could have put a fucking put pads on me and told me to play safety back there, and I would have fucking not as been as late as some of these fucking assholes. It's ridiculous. You know, it's Tom Coughlin's fault that Jason Pierre-Paul blew his fucking hand off on Fourth of July, and now he's wearing a fucking oven mitt or a fucking whatever it looks like. I don't know what the fuck it looks like, but it's ridiculous. You got to stick with a guy that won two Super Bowls for you. He won he won a Super Bowl 4 years ago. Look, think about that. 
I get it that it's a what have you done for me lately. I get that the Giants are a, 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 a story franchise. Let's be honest. And I know this is going to piss some football fans off. There's really five or six teams that are staples. Okay? You've got the Green Bay Packers. Who I personally think should be America's team, not the Cowboys. You got the Cowboys. You got the Steelers. You got the Giants. Okay? Those are actually like, I think that the... The Giants, Steelers, Cowboys, you know, and and the the Packers are are like historic. The Giants have uh, four rings, four Lombardi trophies, and they also won one before the merge or before the the Lombardi trophy got you know came in. The Steelers have six. The Cowboys, I believe, would have six or something. The Cowboys have. Uh, the Packers have, what, five? Um, you know, now you have the new, the new kind of, like, historic franchises are, you know, obviously Tom Brady and the Patriots. Um, but there's only a f- few teams that, like, they, when you say, like, they travel well, like, Packer fans are everywhere. Steeler fans are everywhere. You know, Giant fans don't even go like that. But this is a... One of the original teams, one of the original owners. It's a big time job, and you had a guy in there. Yeah, he was an older guy, but this fucking guy led these dudes to two Super Bowls against the greatest quarterback and the greatest fucking coach. He did it fucking twice within four years. He won it in '07. He won it in '11, and I would have fucking just given him the. I mean, when a guy does that. You, and you go have a bad couple of fucking years. You can't win it every year. And the fact that he keeps having a competitive team. This offense and Eli has been great the last two years. I know we've been bad. But you know, that's the only thing I'm looking at. I'm like, what are the owners thinking? You're going to be able to give this guy. I think something else is going on. I, I think that they just, it was just too much. I'm glad he fucking resigned before they could fire him. He didn't deserve to be fucking fired or forced out. But we'll see what happens. But just, I would have said, just give the guy the $50 million and get a couple of defensive players. Eli's had the best two statistical years of his career. And now you're getting Cruz back. So now you got Cruz and Beckham, not to mention Manningham. You got some other young receivers coming up. Fix the defense. We would have won some of those games. We'd be in the playoffs. We'd be getting ready to play on Saturday or Sunday this fucking week. What does it tell you when we could beat the Patriots and the, if, if our defense was slightly better? We beat the Patriots and the fucking undefeated... The undefeated Patriots and undefeated Panthers we beat this year. If we had fucking anybody in that defensive backfield, one fucking guy to make plays, we would we fucking win. And, and this fucking legendary coach, he's a legend. He's a fucking Hall of Fame legend. He took the expansion team, Jacksonville Jaguars, to two AFC championships. What does the guy have to do? He's won everywhere he's been. He's been to two AFC championships. He's been to two Super Bowls and won them fucking both in a big market. Guy was on the hot seat since like, oh, fucking four. They were ready to fire him in 06. I mean, what the fuck? And I'm going to tell you something right now. If the Giants... Wow, I'm doing 20 minutes on this. I'm sorry. If the Giants have a coach and he's a bust 
and the players don't respect them. And so it's going to look really fucking bad right now. You had things stabilized. This whole idea, well, he's got to go. It's almost like a forced culture. It's, it really is. It's almost like a forced thing. If I knew a, the only way you get rid of a coach is if he loses a fucking locker room and, or, or loses games. Think about that. You lose games and you lose the team. Did he do either? No. Okay, fine. He didn't win the last two years. But they showed insane. Nobody wants to play the fucking Giants. Nobody. If your team had to play the Giants in a big game tomorrow, you'd be scared fucking shitless. Don't say you wouldn't be. Every fucking one of you is listening to this that likes football. If your team had to play the Giants tomorrow without Cruz, with the team we have now, with the shitty defense and Beckham and Manning, you'd still be fucking nervous. You want to know why? Because you saw us put up 28 unanswered points against the Panthers when they were shitting on us in New York. You saw that game go to overtime or, or, or us losing in the fucking last... 20 seconds like we did every game. You saw us fucking basically beat the Patriots if that number 20 holds onto the ball and the cone of the ball doesn't go down. And then Beckham catches a ball, two feet go down, then it gets slapped out of his fucking hand, and that doesn't count. That counts. I mean, we beat him twice and fucking lost the game because our defense is so bad. Nobody wants to play the Giants. You want to know why? Because the Giants will lose to the Jaguars on Monday Night Football and then fucking beat a, an, an undefeated team the next night. And this guy gets fired, man. I just, I'm like, who else? Who are you going to get? Who are you going to get? Unless there's some inside riff I don't know about, it doesn't make any sense. He still wants to coach. He had fucking fight in him. That place was somber when he walked out of the room. Because the guy still had the fucking team. Just has shitty players on defense. That fucking defense should be ashamed of itself. That defense fucking ended a career or ended a fucking run, a legendary run. That guy should have been the fuck, dude. I'm telling you right now, if... I had a coach that won in 07 on an undefeated fucking team and then won in 11 on the same fucking team, the same coach that everybody says the greatest coach ever, Tom Brady twice, okay? And then fine, for four years or whatever, it's a rough ride for a little while, three years. I'd go, hey, look what he did after, look what he did last time. Last time he came and he won it again. Let's see what he does. Let's see if he fucking... Let's give him the million... Let's give him the 50 million. Let him and the GM talk about personnel. You beef up the defense. And then after all those things are done, if he doesn't fucking do it, then get him out and bring somebody else in that could do something with the talent you brought in. I just don't... I don't think now makes sense. Oh, it's time. No, it was time. It was time. It's time years ago. It's time years ago. Okay. All right. We'll see. We'll see that. We'll see. We'll see that it was time. When this new guy, because unless this new guy is fucking John Gruden, Bill Cower, you know, or some absolute animal, Jim Harbaugh coming, like leaving Michigan, which I doubt he's going to do. But unless it's somebody so proven and good, this next guy, it's not a layup that they're going to be good. And it's going to make Eli fucking, Eli's uncomfortable right now. Eli's, that's another thing. You're fucking, Eli told the fucking owners he wanted him to stay. It's the only coach he's ever known. And he's just had two of the best statistical years with injuries. So, whatever. I hope the next guy does good. As you can see, I'm passionate about it. I'm a Giants fan. I just spent fucking 20 minutes talking about it. I find it ridiculous to make some fucking old man go up there in a suit after bringing two titles to you. The Steelers had, what, three coaches in 30 fucking years or whatever it is, 50 years? I like that. I like that method. I love that this I love that the Bengals stayed with Marvin Lewis. Stay with him. They were gonna fire him a few years ago. They stayed with him. Now he's got a team. 
I mean, unfortunately, the quarterback's hurt, but now he's got a team. He's got a really good team. He's got a good defense. Guess what? When you have a defense, you fucking win. That's it. When you have a defense, you win. If you have a marquee quarterback and a good defense, you go to the playoffs and you have a chance to win the Super Bowl. Okay, hence the Steelers, the Packers. You know, I I just, whatever. I, I hope to God they know what they're doing and I hope they had what I'm hoping is the owners, because John Mara's not dumb. I'm hoping the giant owners had some kind of idea who was coming in. I hope we hear soon that John Gruden was interested in the Giants' job, or we find out that there's a big-time coach out there somewhere that was waiting and interested in the Giants' job, and then Tom had to go. Then I'll say, you know what? I could I I'm I, I could see still a great coach. I would definitely I, I, I would not be opposed to keeping him, but you know what? Like as much as I don't like Jim Harbaugh, if Jim Harbaugh came in, I would be pretty psyched because he would have that defense doing some some crazy shit. Or John Gruden or something like that. You know. I just don't think that Tom I don't think that there was enough personnel. And now whoever comes in is gonna have that, so so now that they did it, they better the 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 new guy and the, and the GM Jerry Reese. They better put something together. I'm sorry, I must have bored a ton of people with that. But there's one more thing to talk about. Oh, you guys are getting the goods, and this is coming out today, everybody. This is part two. Making a murderer. I watched it. I had to do it. I broke down. I was like, you know what, man. Fuck it. I kept seeing people talking about it. I love the staircase, like I told you guys. I still think the staircase is better. The staircase is better than making a murderer. Making a murderer is actually not as good as... Making a murderer dropped off after half of them. Where I think um, staircase just got better and better and better and kept going up, up, up. And you're like, oh my God, I need a next one. Where now it's kind of like this one wasn't like insane like that now I watched it you guys are gonna laugh at this I said at 8 15 at night I said to my wife I didn't have much to do and I was like I was off I had to I had a couple of shows the next night so I was just relaxing my sister was over my wife was helping my sister organize some shit and my kids are sleeping so I'm like I'm gonna go down and watch this making a murderer like 15 minutes into the first one, I'm like, all right, I'm staying up till 3 o'clock in the morning. I'm going to bang out like six of these. And that's exactly what I did. I stayed up for six hours. I watched six of them. Then yesterday I watched uh, 7, 8, and 9. And then I got through the beginning of 10, and I had to stop. So I just need to watch like the end. I mean, I pretty much know what happened. Both of them got found guilty and all that stuff. Um, here's the thing about the uh, – we were talking about this. Every The cool thing is everybody saw it. So all the comedians are at the stand talking about it. I was talking about it with Giannis. I was talking about it. The thing that I feel like with uh, making a murderer is like any kind of documentary where they edit, you want to root for the guy and you wish that after a guy was exonerated, after being wrongfully imprisoned. I mean, dude, that's like one of the most brutal things. And that truly is one of the biggest nightmares. Um, and if he's going through it now, it's a double nightmare and a very sad life and absolutely awful. 
to go to jail for 18 fucking years and for the police officers who I think are fucking dis- I think are a disgrace um on certain levels and and if this guy is a monster and they did certain things see that's what's crazy about it like I look at it like this the way they made the movie with him like being freed and all that stuff and you finding out that they fucking basically had ideas that it could have been somebody else and then DNA proved that it was somebody else makes them all look like pieces of shit, which I think a few of them are. Watching it, I'm just like, I wouldn't fucking trust that sleazy piece of shit with anything. I mean, you could just tell some of them. But here's the problem I have. I, I think the honeymoon was over an episode like, you know, whenever that girl got murdered... Um, and then you find out things after the case. Like, I gotta be honest, I was like 50-50, he did it or not. And after reading what I read and just watching everything happen, I, I gotta be honest, I, I think he did. I think he murdered her. I think he did. And, and here's why. That's why I don't think it's like the greatest, oh my God, this is insane. Did he do it? It's like, it's, it's almost, I don't want to say of course he did, but like who else did? And the defense even said that the defense, the, 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 his defense team was like, Look, the hardest part about this is you don't have somebody else to point it to. Like, I can't imagine... Like, in, in, in other words... And by the way, this is a total spoiler alert. Like, if you didn't watch it yet, you don't want to hear this, you might as well turn the podcast off now because I'm going to talk about this for a little while. But, like, my whole thing is... Did the cops... The cops... Like, who killed her? Who killed her? On his property or the body was found on his property? Like, did the cops go up see a 25-year-old woman in broad daylight, take her away, kill her, you know, burn her, do whatever, chop her up and then take the bones and like spread it all over his yard like nobody would see that. The only thing going on his side was there was really nothing in his bedroom. There was really no blood. But I guess if she was killed in the garage, they had five days to clean it up. I just don't see... I also, after thinking about it for a while, I also think he could have, and again, dude, I feel awful, like, if I'm wrong, because this guy spent 18 years in jail for the wrong, like, that's the fucking craziest thing about this is, like, if this was any other case, of course he did it, you know, if this was any other case, I'd be like, of course he did it, but is he using that to his advantage, you know, I don't know. Like, is he going, listen, man, fuck that. They're not going to fuck with me again. Like, I, I got out once. It'll, it'll totally look like they're coming after me. There's no way. But if what he said to a jail inmate is true, that he was going to torture women, and the fa- I got to be honest with you, one of the biggest signs of anything like this is people being cruel to animals. It's a sign of... Um, just being a fucking monster and getting worse. And the fact that he doused his cat in gasoline and threw him in a bonfire and fucking listened to it scream and die is one of the worst fucking things I've ever heard of. And the way he was like, no, we were throwing it over to burn. We were, we were throwing it over to fire and she set on fire. And as soon as I heard that, I'm like, how does that happen? You don't just fucking set on, you don't just like, you know, it's like, oh yeah, you mean it went up in flames when you fucking doused it in kerosene or whatever? Of course it fucking, you know what I mean? Like, doing that shit is just a really bad sign. The guy had criminal signs as a youth. I mean, uh, yeah, signs of being a criminal criminal record as a youth. And I think, uh, you know, who knows what happened to him. 18 years, he didn't do anything. He could have been like, fuck that. 
Now I am going to do something. You know, I don't know. But the fact that he called her up and requested her and she told coworkers she feels like this guy's harassing her. And the first time she went there, he answered in a, in a, in a towel. I mean, what's he at, a fucking spa? He's in a fucking junkyard in a trailer. I mean, what the fuck is he coming out in a towel for? So I, I think um, as much as I hate to say it and as much as I hope I'm wrong, you know, because you never want to see somebody be fucking incarcerated twice in their life for, for being innocent like and not doing it. But I, I think he had it in for that woman, man. I think he had it in for that woman. I think he called her up. I think he knew, this is what I'm saying, it's so funny, I was talking on stage, I go, anybody who watches this, I go, I think I'm smarter than the lawyers, I start saying who I, like, I'm like, dude, what the fuck, like, before opening statements, I think I know who did it, I'm like, look how the brother-in-law is walking in, look at his face, it's the brother-in-law, it's the brother-in-law, look how his jacket's blown in the wind, and look at his face, the brother-in-law did it, like, I'm one of those, but here's what I think happened, I think that um, when he got out, he got a lot of fame, he got popular, people liked him, people felt bad for him, I think the cops still knew he wasn't the greatest of guys, um, and again, all obviously all speculation, I'm a comedian, I don't know shit, but I think what happened was um, he started to kind of get the itch again, his girlfriend was going to get out of jail, I think he fucking had a thing, I think he had a thing for this, um, this woman, this photographer, I think uh, after seeing her, he got a little infatuated, and I think he had a plan. I think he wanted to. I think he wanted to. I think he had a plan, and I think he couldn't help himself anymore. And I think he fucking the monster that he was, or that was gonna come out of him, came out of him. And and I, th- I think he did it. I think he did it. I I I don't think the only the only question I have is the blood. The only question I have is the blood. Do I think the cops are corrupt? Absolutely. Did the cop plant the key there? Absolutely. They did a bunch of shady shit to get the conviction. They definitely did shady shit to get the conviction, which is not cool or ethical at all. And I think those guys are pieces of shit. However, I, I, who else did it? Are law enforcement agents going to find a girl, a woman that went to this guy's house, kill her, stab her, sh- rape her, shoot her? Or let's just say, forget that. Let's say you don't know what they did. Let's just say they shot her and they burned her. And they chopped up her bones. Law enforcement agents are going to do that. Go to that extreme. To lose everything they got. Their pension. Their family. All of that. After they've already been. Like that's the other thing. They were already getting fucked by this guy. Because of the wrongful. You know the wrongful. You know whatever. Imprisonment suit. Or the you know the wrongfully accused thing that he was getting. He was asking for all that money. 36 million dollars. These guys' names were already getting dragged through the mud. Like, the chance that they would take to then find a girl in the yard and then law enforcement killing it. And if it wasn't law enforcement, then who was? Then people are like, no, no, we're not saying it's law enforcement, but somebody else. Who? Who the fuck is going to just wait at this guy's fucking junkyard during the day or watch a 25? Unless she had enemies that were following her. But the chances of that, I mean, her going to this guy's house after he... I mean, that would be... That would be insane, and that would be amazing and insane if this guy literally didn't do it. Could you imagine that if this guy didn't do it, law enforcement just wanted to say he did to get rid of him again, 
and it was like an enemy of hers or an ex-boyfriend or somebody showing up and doing that. And then, but who's going to be smart enough to be like, oh, then we're going to put it on this guy's property. If the more you think about it and talk about it, it doesn't add up. The only thing that adds up is this guy doing it. I, I really feel that way. And I, I feel horrible saying it because the guy did 18 years, but that has nothing to do with it. Right? And the fucking nephew, dude, I can't, it's hard to watch this shit. It's hard to watch. Like, I feel bad. I don't mean any disrespect to anybody from that area. I don't mean any disrespect to to, to people who are in the education system in that area. I'm sure that, you know, listen, there's, there's people. But, I mean, does everybody in that fucking area, I mean, how dumb are they? Like, what the fuck is going on? I, I didn't done it. I, did, I, I ain't done it. I ain't, you know. And the, oh my God! And listen to him talk on the phone. It's just like, man, what the fuck? Like, I'm rooting for him. I'm like, can can they get a fucking better teacher? Something? Can there, is there like a psychologist that could fucking talk? I mean, listen, some people are weird and introverted, but like, this is how much did you just want to take that kid and be like, what the fuck happened? You dope? What happened? Did this guy fucking kill him or not? Did you fucking stab a woman or not? I don't know. Maybe, I don't know, he, I don't know. It's like, what the fuck? Dude, I, somebody should do a spoof with just like a high-strung fucking nut job screaming at the kid. Be like, what the fuck do you mean you don't know? You dope? Did he do it or not? Did you help him or not? I'm sitting here, I'm watching the TV, I'm getting so fucking frustrated at this thing. Kind of like my phone going off like nuts while I'm trying to do this podcast. I, I just, you know, that's the only thing that's really frustrating is like somebody knows something. This poor girl and this poor girl's family has to sit there and look at the bones of their fucking baby girl, man. That's the that's the worst thing I've ever seen. But I think he's using the first, this is just my opinion. I think he's using the first case for this case. I think he's going, fuck, man, I slipped up, but everybody loved me, and they, I was wrong. You know, they were wrong once. They're wrong again. You know, and just started using that. Like, they ain't going to get me, you know, but I, I don't know. I just... If that dude did it, he's such a fucking monster, it's better he was in jail for 18 years, too. If he did it. If he did the second one. <clears throat> and with the, way that that, with the way that that police department fucked him over... And the way that those slimy fucks fucked him over when he was young, um, you have to say if in that fucking with that with that uh, law enforcement agency, you have to say if. I can't sit here and say definitively one hundred percent the guy did it, but gun to my head, if you had a gun to my head right now, and I had to be right. Um, I would say, I would say gun to my head. I would definitely, without a doubt, say that him and his nephew killed that woman and then buried her in a, but I mean, plus he had a fucking bonfire people saw, you know what I mean? Like who does that? Like the, like day, like, okay, woman's bones at his house. Oh, and the guy had a fire a couple days ago. That was like a huge bonfire. It's like, of course he did it. 
So it's not that great of a documentary after the beginning. I'm not going to lie. The first couple of episodes, I was like, you got to, this is fucked. Like, I was riveted to the point where I was like, I, if I didn't have work the next day, I would have I done an all-nighter. I would have just stayed up till breakfast and watching the whole thing. I mean, I was riveted. The first four episodes were insane. I was like, you got to be kidding me. And then all of a sudden, right when he's about to, you know, have some sort of law in his name and the Innocence Project and everything is going good. And now he's, oh, he's taking down the bastards that fucked him. They looked the other way when they knew there could have been another suspect. They, they, they buried the fact that there was another guy out there. And this guy's going to send them all up the fucking... It was great. And then all of a sudden, boom, murder someone on his property. It's like, oh my God. So... And as much as I don't like the prosecutor... You know, there's just something about him. I don't know. It's just you know what I mean. He's just one of those. He looks like a like a fat, slimy fuck. You know, a bunch of like those fucking. I don't like those big guys who talk like this. You know, well he's standing. You just see him. He's got a big fucking rat in a suit. But I think what he said and what the other guy said in the in the case of the the the, the nephew Brendan or whatever. I feel like. Um, Yeah, I feel like he was right. I feel like they just like I feel like I feel like they did it together and they and they burned. Like I just feel like that's like this. I I just kid. Who else could have done it? I love you guys' feedback on this, and I want you guys to contact me um, via Facebook or Twitter or send me stuff if you think, but who, honestly, you got to ask yourself, forget the movie, take yourself out of the movie and rooting for the guy. Cause it's very easy to do when they edit it that way. Who else? She said she felt harassed and didn't like him. And she felt scared going there. He called up and changed his name and requested her. He told people he wanted to torture women. When he got back, he burned a fucking cat. He had a criminal record. I mean, he didn't rape that girl, but he had a criminal record anyway. And her fucking burned bones were in his backyard, and he had like an open fire a couple of days prior. I mean, who else did it? He put branches on the car. Like, I mean... I don't know. I don't know. It's it's really fascinating, but I I mean I I just I just and I hope to God I'm wrong and he gets off if I am. Like I really obviously want the only the good. Like I only want justice to. I only want the right thing for this fucking guy, you know. And if if it's fucking him sitting and rotting in hell, good. That's what he deserves. Sit there in jail forever. But you know this poor woman, man, and her family and shit. It's fucking brutal. It's absolutely brutal. So. But these people are like, oh my God, it's fascinating, man. He didn't do it. He didn't do it. It's like, where's the killer then? Like, where's, that's what I need to know. When you got four or five days to clean up, maybe that's why there's no blood. So, that's my take on that. But absolutely fascinating. I would tell anybody, anybody who's got Netflix has to watch this. If you like crime and you have Netflix, you have to watch this. It's beyond good. It's insane. Um, but just, I don't think it's that much of a like, 
you know, like these people signing a petition saying like to release them. What are you, what are, how, how can you say that? I did think that they put the blood in the car though. I did. The way the blood was with those smudges, like it didn't seem like something, a smudge. It seemed like lines. It seemed like it was very, I didn't like the blood in the car either. I think the whole thing is filthy. But I think it's filthy and I think they fucked with everything because they just wanted to nail the conviction and make sure the guy goes away for good. That's what I think they did. So I think they did unethical things, but I think this I think that they did it to really get this guy away. One thing I found really interesting with it was when the judge just goes, you know, dude, you're a monster. Like I never had anybody as dangerous as you in here. Like after the guy said I didn't do it or I ain't done nothing. Um I feel like I feel like um, they were like, yeah, dude, we know, like, we've heard that before. Like, you definitely did it. Who else could have done it? So, I don't like the prosecutor, but I felt like his closing arguments when he was just like, look, even if they did tamper with stuff, you know, who else could have, you know, who else could have done it? Dude, the guy put gasoline on his cat and threw it in the fire. Look up look up characteristics of killers and serial killers. You know what the first thing comes up? Cruelty to animals when they're young, when people are younger. That's what comes up first. It's like they all have that. Jeffrey Dahmer did that shit. Where it's like it be like you just kill an animal, but then it's not enough. It's not enough. So like the cat to me, some people might not care about that. I actually think that that's one of the biggest pieces in this thing. I truly believe that if you can take an innocent, think about that. Whether you like cats or not, anything alive, you could fucking burn it and listen to it and torture it. I I think that that's fucking, that's a really, really bad sign for what your intentions will be later. So check it out. That's my thing. Wow. 45 minutes in, talked about sports and the movie, but this is basically just a continuation off the other one. So, uh, wow. Almost two. Wow, two and a half, almost two and a half hours. Um, but I'm glad I saw it. Uh, any feedback you guys have, let me know. Hit me up. Send your um, unacceptables to unacceptablesfortve at gmail.com. Go to paulverzi.com for my website, dates, the poster, the CD. I will send them out to you. Um, enjoy the rest of your week. Enjoy listening to these podcasts. I'll be back on Wednesday. So you get another one, everybody. That will be episode 241. Um, As far as dates, I will be in Poughkeepsie at the Laugh It Up Comedy Club, which is located at at Mahoney's in Poughkeepsie, January 30th. Going up there with the very funny uh, Ravi Slovic. Slovic. So uh, come up there. I will be headlining. I'll have a good time out there. It's only one night, Saturday night, January 30th, my mother's birthday. My mother lives near there, so hopefully I'll be running into her. For other dates, go to paulverzi.com. New dates for next year. You know, it's been a crazy year last year, but new dates for next year, or for this year, I should say, will be uh, popping up more and more. So keep checking the the website and stuff. I will be putting some more clips up there. Just got to get the right ones up. And um, that's it. So I'll have this one up pretty soon. And until next week, I am out of here. Thank you, guys. I hope you enjoyed episode 240, parts one and two. Um, I am out of here. 
Take care. Check out gonzofame.com, allthingscomedy.com. Follow them at allthingscomedy. Follow me on Twitter at Paul Verzi, V-I-R-Z-I. Thank you guys so much for the continued success with um, buying my album, Night at the Stand. Uh, it just keeps going up there. Everybody's listening to it. Everybody heard it. I'm very proud of it. It's doing great. So thank you so much, and I'm going to do my best to get the next one out and make it even better. Take care.